Ime Udoka finally gets his first win, and I'm going to talk about it right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Crowd goes crazy, most in-depth coverage on the daily, mainly podcast royalty, the content kings. When you talk about the franchise with 17 rings, focus like Danny at the deadline. Global with it got a local feel like the red line, the blue line, the green line. Play it in between time. I'ma throw my C's jersey on in the meantime and press play. When the F's done, I can't wait until the next day. Trying to stay in tune with the C's, that's the best way. Melly. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast, and thank you for making this show your first listen every day. Remember, Lockdown Celtics is free and available across all podcasting platforms, including YouTube, and every episode is available on LockdownCeltics.com. Thank you for making the show part of your daily routine. I'm John Corrales. I'm here Monday through Friday for you after games, after whatever and I uh, hope you uh, enjoy the show. I cover the Boston Celtics for uh, Boston Sports Journal. I've written a book called the Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars. And I'm here talking about a 107-97 win over the Houston Rockets. The Celtics' first win of the season. Emi Odoka's first win of his career. The Celtics in the locker room afterwards. There's the video that's circulating, pouring all the water all over him. And that was a, you know, a nice, fun moment. Everybody kind of really rallying about uh, around Ime Odoka. And uh, let me just start there. I, I, I've said this before. I'll say it again. The Boston Celtics, the players, love Ime Odoka. They just love this guy. You hear Grant Williams talking about him after the game. Guy, every time somebody talks about Ime Odoka, it's like glowing. It's it's gushing a little bit. They're, they're really kind of, they're just, they're really bought in. This is a hell of an opportunity for, for Ime Odoka. This is he talks about like changing people's habits and breaking bad habits and and trying to get uh, get people to kind of buy into or, or or kind of execute what he's trying to do and if if he's not going to get this done with this group then he's never going to get done with any group because this group is bought in they gave him the game ball afterwards uh, Grant Williams comes like jumping in with like a flying chest bump it was for for the first time. <laughs> Like we actually saw Ime smiling around everybody. Uh, it's kind of funny that they have this new coach who has obviously a very different background than Brad Stevens. But in a lot of ways, this guy's just kind of Brad Stevens <laughs> in a lot of ways. Very even keeled. Doesn't let a lot of things you know bother him. Very just kind of straightforward. But at the same time, he's very different. Obviously, uh, he's much more forthcoming in the media, which. Hey, I love, uh, and, and he seems to, you know, it's, he, he has certain different kind of, you know, personality things, but anyway, uh, I thought Ime Odoka, uh, I think he's, he's learning on the job. I think he's also experimenting. Uh, there are a couple of lineups out there. There've been a couple of lineups throughout the first few games. You're just like, huh, why are you doing this? (laughs) But I think generally speaking, this was this was a good uh, start to finish. It was this was a decent game. Houston is a tough team. Uh, as far as they they're not going to win a lot of games, but it's not for lack of talent. They got plenty of talent. With they just don't have any, any experience. They just don't know how to win. 
But that doesn't mean they don't know how to compete. And that doesn't mean that they don't know how to play hard. And I, I, I'm impressed with Houston. They, first of all, Jalen Green is awesome. He had a duel with Jason Tatum. We could just start with that as far as the stuff that happened on the floor. Jason Tatum, from the beginning, starts the game with a breakaway dunk and had had a lot of things going with he shooting well from three was kind of getting not all the way to the rim but he was he was hitting from uh the post he was he was really cooking uh in his bag as you kids like to say in a, in a lot of ways and i i thought that Tatum had j- just not not the best game i mean obviously his best game of the season but certainly he can be better but I thought Tatum did a lot of great things uh, on top of on top of scoring the 31 points. I thought Tatum uh, they they needed everything from Tatum in this game, and uh, that duel with him and Jalen Green uh, was was really great. Green is is going to be like that kid is legit. That kid is legit. Um, I, I I'm going to get confused. I'm going to say Jalen Brown when I mean Jalen Green, and maybe Jalen Green when I mean Jalen Brown. Um, Jalen with a color after the name is going to be confusing to me for probably a very, very long time. Uh, I thought Tatum's pass to Al Horford, which was just awesome, was the first real kind of indication we've seen of him manipulating a defense, kind of looking a guy off and creating a spot where I'm going to have the defense just kind of do what I want them to do so I can get Al Horford the ball. And that that's if you've listened to this show for a while, that's one thing that I've been saying is that that's the next step in Tatum's progression. Like if you really want to get him into superstardom, like really like top-level superstardom, that's what he needs to do. He needs to be manipulating the defense, getting them to do what he wants so he can make the play that he wants. Still not quite there yet, but that, that pass to Al Horford was really like that that was the first real example of oh, okay, I, I I see what he's I see the potential there. And it was kind of funny. He and Ime Adoka shared a moment on the sidelines where I asked Ime afterwards about it, and he's like, yeah, I, I was originally telling him, don't settle, and then he makes that pass, and he's like, you know what, don't listen to me. <laughs> I'm, I've never averaged 27 points. You know, go, you go make your plays. So it was kind of a funny moment there. But um, that pass to, Hor- to Horford was was really just a spectacular pass. wasn't the best pass of the night. The best pass of the night was Robert Williams on a backdoor cut to Dennis Schroeder. Rob was just quiet. Like he did nothing in this game. He had one leak out dunk and then he threw this amazing pass, a just kind of like a sidearm baseball bounce pass with some reverse spin on it to to Dennis Schroeder back door. It was that was the best pass. I mean, that's one of the best passes I've ever seen Rob throw. That was awesome. And Kind of wild how Rob didn't he, – he was like just a complete non-factor in a lot of ways. But that pass – that would pass was the the pass of the night. Schroeder was, I think, instrumental and maybe the reason. Like Tatum had 31, but Schroeder's third quarter was a huge, huge, huge reason why the Celtics were able to win this fairly comfortably. Now, yeah – 
they let go of the rope a little bit at the end. Uh, it was a 107-97 win. They were up by 20 at one point, and they just kind of let go. That's something the Celtics do. So that's a bad habit that Ime is going to have to break. But I think Schroeder was a just literal driving force in building that lead. The Celtics had a two-point halftime lead, and they built it up to 20 at one point in the third quarter. It was Schroeder's driving. It was Schroeder's, Schroeder's ability to get past the defender into the paint and either draw a foul, lay it in. That really allowed the Celtics to rest Tatum but not lose the minutes that he was on the bench. At the beginning, they were kind of losing those bench minutes you know, with, with Tatum on the bench. With Schroeder in the third quarter, it allowed the Celtics to kind of build on that lead while Tatum was sitting, and then Tatum could come in and really just now finish him off. And it's super important. And that third quarter highlights something that I've been saying for just a long, long time. When I've ever talked about being aggressive, getting getting into the paint, and drawing fouls, this was a perfect example of why drawing fouls is super important because it's not just about getting to the line. It's about putting the other team in the bonus. Al Horford was eight of nine from the line. Four of those free throws came on penalty. The Rockets were in the bonus. So when Horford was bumped by Alperin Shingun or when he was pushed out of bounds uh, by Eric Gordon, those were fouls on the floor, but because they were in the penalty, the Celtics got to shoot free throws. Four of Al Horford's points came because Schroeder was aggressive and drawing fouls earlier in the quarter. That is so critically important. So, so important to the overall free throw, uh, pumping up the free throw numbers. It's not just about driving and scoring and getting and ones. It's not about being fouled on your shots. It's about being aggressive and forcing the other team to defend you. The Celtics just, they'll move the ball around the perimeter, but they don't get into the teeth of the defense enough. They have to drive into the teeth of the defense, draw fouls, draw reach-in fouls, draw those kind of like um, the the pushing, like trying to fight through a pick and, and, and fouling the guy who's setting the pick, anything like that. Posting people up and having them trying to push you off the position and drawing a foul that way. That all is meaningful because if Tatum or, you know, Jalen Brown didn't play in this, but if Jalen drives and... They, they get reach-in fouls. They might not go to the line. But if Tatum draws three fouls, four fouls in the first, you know, whatever, seven minutes of the game, and then he sits and someone else draws another foul and starts hitting free throws, if Aaron Neesmith, who was just awful again, comes in and all of a sudden starts hitting like four or five free throws at the end of the first quarter, that's all because Tatum was driving. And that's huge. That's how, that's how you build leads. So Schroeder was great at that. And an example of what the Celtics and what Tatum especially and what Brown especially need to do. Jalen Brown does it a lot better. Uh, Tatum needs to do it a whole lot more. That Schroeder third quarter is put cut that film, 
put it in, in Tatum's locker, especially, and say, hey, look, this is what you need to do. Horford was awesome. Al Horford was awesome, and he continues to be awesome. And I'm going to talk about that after the break, along with Grant Williams, who apparently is Steph Curry right now. So uh, I'll talk about that after I tell you about prize picks. I don't know if you've heard about prize picks, but it is a daily fantasy game made easy. All right. You, it has the best NBA daily fantasy sport props on the market. It offers more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator and offers all the superstar players as well as bench players who only record a handful of minutes each game. Whatever prop you can think of, it's there. And you can go and make your deposit, use the promo code NBA, and get a 100% instant match of up to $100. So use that promo code NBA, 100% instant match in your first deposit up to $100. Pick two to five players, pick an over-under. You can win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. You can mix sports, so you can pick football and basketball at the same time. You can use this award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Don't hesitate. Use Prize Picks right now. PrizePicks.com. Use promo code NBA or go to your app store. Download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Also, today's show brought to you by DirecTV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, you're using somebody's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle, and it's a great way to get your, your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports movies and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part is that there is no annual contract. Get rid of the clutter and confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Have you subscribed to the Locked On Celtics podcast yet? You can wherever podcasts exist, and you can follow us on Spotify. Thank you once again for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day. How about making Locked On NBA your second listen? Locked On NBA has the entire league covered, rotating hosts, including me, on Wednesdays with Jake Madison of the Locked On Pelicans podcast. So please check out Locked On NBA after you're done listening to this show. The Celtics got an amazing game from Al Horford to me. And, and the thing is, he shot four of 12 and one of six from three. And I thought he played great. I'm not worried so much about the shots not falling. One of six from three. Remember, I, I said in the past, like Horford needs to kind of, he, he needs to, to, to improve his three-point shooting just a little bit more consistently. Uh, I think this is what we saw in this game in the last game. That's that's what I'm talking about. Like one of six from from three in in this game. I think he was o of five or four against the Raptors. I don't have the box score up here. Doesn't matter. Uh, that shot needs to start falling for sure. And at some point, if it doesn't, they're going to start like sagging off of him. I, I think he's going to be fine there. Every every other aspect of his game was just. 
brilliant, awesome. I, I can't believe that he's still defending the way that he's defending. Uh, he is great at the pick and roll. They, they played a drop coverage sometimes, and he just prevents he prevents that that driver, that the guy coming off the pick, from getting to where he he makes that guy think that he's gonna get a layup or that he thinks, okay, yeah, okay, I got this guy beat. And Horford just at the last second is like, nope, I'm blocking that shot. Give me that. He just does a great job of positioning and putting himself in a spot where he is actually in control. And so I, I I'm I'm so impressed. I'm impressed by just the decision-making, three blocks in this game, three steals, 10 rebounds, 17 points. That's just awesome. I thought, I thought he, he gives the game what it needs. The, he gives the Celtics an added element of a guy who can grab the rebound and turn and go. Like, yes, maybe there's an outlet pass to make, but if, if the outlet passes are covered... He doesn't just stand there and go, oh, well, I can't pass to this guy. I can't pass to this guy. Make everybody else panic. Like, oh, the outlets are covered. Boom, I'm gone. And that's that's valuable because now the ball is still coming up. You've prevented, the other teams prevented the guards, Tatum or Brown or Smart or Schroeder, from getting the ball. And they think, okay, we're going to slow them down and get set. And Horford's like, nope, I'm bringing this sucker up. And so now there's still cross matches. There's potential matchup issues, and he can help you take advantage of that. When the Celtics signed Al Horford, I thought, or traded for Al Horford, I thought, okay, you know, we'll see what he has. We'll, we'll see what he's got left. He, he had some moments there in Oklahoma City, and part of the reason why they sent him home is because he was making them win too much. And now you see why. I think now you see why. And, and, and maybe – just maybe this time around, people can appreciate Al Horford a little bit better because they're not the ones that that signed him to the contract. They just, because they traded away Kemba and they said, all right, we're going to take Al Horford back. And they knew that, that Horford was just part of the Kemba salary dump. Maybe people can, can watch him without the expectations of, they gave him all of that money and this is what he's doing. Like this... Al Horford, even, you know, at 35 versus when they first signed him at 30, even, even now, he, he is doing all of these little things to help the Celtics win. And, and I hope people can appreciate that. Uh, the, other, the other big story from this game is Grant Williams. Grant Williams was just, I don't know, five of seven from, from three here, like, He's nine of, I think it was nine of 16 from three at this point. And he's just a knockdown, spot up three point shooter. Still has his issues from time to time. Uh, defensively, we saw it in the Knicks game. He, he just couldn't handle uh, Julius Randle. That's joined the club. Julius Randle has really stepped up. And last year was an all-NBA season. This year might be another all-NBA season. He's just good. And, okay, so Grant couldn't guard a, a really good player. He wasn't strong enough. He's going to have some issues from time to time, switching onto guards. The whole thing is he's just going to have to tr- do good enough 
where he's a deterrent when it comes to the switching and, and holding a guy off long enough where they the, the, the help defense can kind of come on over and he can recover and, and they can still do a good enough job. He's going to have trouble against, like, he, he, if he switches on to LaMelo Ball on, on Monday night, he's going to be in trouble. He's going to get torched. But I think mostly they use him in, in certain situations. If you don't ask him to do too much, he's going to be pretty good. And the Celtics are basically asking him, hit the spot-up jumpers and do your best to defend. And I think the, the shooting has been just off the charts. So that at least covers for some of the other mistakes that it might be making. Is he going to shoot 69% like he's been doing so far after three games this season? No, that's obviously not sustainable. He's going to drop down somewhere below that, but he's currently uh, at at that rate at 69%. And Ime Odoka said after the game, when he first got hired, Grant called him and said, hey, what do you need me to do? What do you want me to do? And he said, get that shooting percentage, that three-point shooting percentage up to 40 and defend. And so this is this is what you're getting. This is this is it. There's a reason why Grant has played himself into this role. And the people who have been saying, Grant, you know, he's he's not an NBA player and all of that stuff from last year. Look, I told you last year, I, I kept telling you all along, like, yeah, that last year wasn't great, but you gotta give him after like his first season was was pretty was decent, was good for a rookie. The second season, he still shot 37% from three. So this, the other stuff was the other stuff, and, and we all saw it. But you had to give the guy some leeway to kind of come back and, and figure it out. It's only his third year. And now he looks like he's starting to figure some of that stuff out. He's shooting the ball really well. That's going to tail off a little bit. He's still defending decently. Let's let him continue to grow into this. Ime Odoka trusts the guy, puts him out there, and he's delivering. So let's let Grant Williams continue to do that. I think that he's playing pretty well. I have no qualms about a guy going out there and dropping 18 points on 5 of 7 shooting from 3. Like, that's that's pretty damn good. And if Grant Williams is going to... You, you know, look, if he hit 3 of 7 from 3, that would be perfectly acceptable. That's exactly where the Celtics kind of want him to be. So if, if he's in that 40, 30, high 30, 40% shooting range from three, then he's going to be a very useful player for the Celtics. And that's what you want. You want useful players. When you get Jalen Brown back and you get uh, Romeo Langford, who was out with a sore left calf or left calf tightness, if Romeo is going to contribute the way he's been contributing with the corner threes and all of that, then... You know, the Grant Grant might not be asked to do quite as much, but when he's in there, he's hitting his shots. I thought Grant was great in this game. I'll come back to wrap it up with a couple of guys that were kind of eh, and a look at that Toronto game. I'm glad I didn't have to do a full podcast after that Toronto game because I can largely ignore a very ugly performance, but I'm going to talk about it next after I talk to you about Built Bar. Built Bar has a ton of delicious flavors, and they're always dropping new ones. In fact, as I'm talking, I'm going to go to Built.com right now to see what's new. What's dry? Oh, coconut puffs. Look at that. If I was just kind of like rolling around, say, oh, coconut puff, blueberry muffin. That's not a, a, a flavor that I'd normally 
find, but there it is. And they sent me a box of these blueberry muffin ones, and that tastes like a blueberry muffin. Yet, 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, and only 6 grams of sugar. That's kind of around what every Built Bar is going to be, calorically, protein-wise, and sugar-wise. They're delicious, but they're also good for you. So you can have them as a snack, a meal replacement. I bring one to the gym with me, and I have it after the gym. It's great because I get the protein I need, but it's not going to blow out my cardio. So I feel good about having one. You can go to Built.com. Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15. It works every time for 15% off your order. So try the blueberry muffin ones. Try something else. If you've got a nut allergy, plenty of options for you. If you're on a keto diet, these work. The promo code is built uh, is LOCKED15 at Built.com. 15% off every time. Do you need something for your car? It's winter coming along pretty quickly in New England. The time's about to change. The leaves are falling from the trees. You know, we're, we're smack in the middle of fall. Won't be long before there's snow. And you're going to need something for your car. New wipers, new floor mats, new whatever it is. If, if you need something complicated for your engine, it's all at rockauto.com. Why spend 30 to 50 to even 100% more at chain stores or a dealership for parts? There are people who have saved hundreds of dollars. They've told me they've saved, they've saved hundreds of dollars on parts for their cars. So again, no matter how complicated, no matter how simple, you can go to rockauto.com and they have a ton of options for you. You want the high-end stuff, you want something that more fits a budget, it's all right there. You can get it on a very easy to navigate catalog. Go to built. I'm sorry, go to rockauto.com and when you do buy something, you make sure that you write locked on in their how did you hear about us box. That's how they know we sent you. So write locked on in their how did you hear about us box. So they know that we sent you. It's an amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Be sure to follow our social channels at LO Celtics on Twitter and at Locked On Celtics on Instagram. You know, I think one thing that stood out to me in this game is the incremental progress that we're starting to see Schroeder turning the corner a little bit was a little bit of progress. Tatum even, uh, even Grant Williams continuing to to shoot and and find his his little niche. I think the Friday night game against the Toronto Raptors is one that it sucked. Uh, the Celtics lost that one pretty big, one fifteen to eighty three. It was embarrassing, uh, but I think it highlighted that the Celtics really do have a long way to go and that you have to be patient. I think this team, you just, we just have to be a little bit more patient with this team Uh, because first of all, I think the Celtics had that bad habit. Like let's start with the, the bad part there with the, with the Raptors game where Jalen Brown I think it's very obvious that he should not have played in both overtimes in New York, that that Udoka should have been a little bit more um, judicious with Jalen's minutes because he looked bad. I went back and rewatched that Raptors game. He looked bad. He was bad in that game. And look, fresh off of COVID, yeah, he had that one game where he's like, you know what? The adrenaline took over and he played 46 minutes, 
but I don't, I don't think that he recovered very well at all. And the, the more I looked at that game, it was like, that was not Jalen Brown. That was a very uh, small percent. It was like 25% of Jalen Brown against the Raptors, which was not good. And then it turns out that he was feeling some of the knee soreness that held him out of this, this game against Houston. He was feeling it in that Toronto game. So the, my biggest criticism of Udoka right now is going back to that Knicks game and saying, yeah, I'm playing a little hindsight. I'm playing a little, uh, you know, the, 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 uh, hindsight is a 2020 game here, but he very clearly should not have played 46 minutes in that game. That's just, it was too much. Um, and now looking back on it, it's obvious it was too much. Hopefully he can play against Charlotte and we'll see how that goes. But this stretch, this opening stretch, you know, you had to, you had to look at that and say, all right, we're, (laughs) we're playing or somebody, one of the assistants had to say, look, we're, we're playing in a couple of days. Then we got a back to back. We have a very condensed schedule. We should really be limiting Jalen's minutes to, you know, the thirties at the very least. And so if that meant losing, then it meant losing. They lost anyway. So that Raptors game, the, the effort, I think the Celtics, it was in a lot of ways reminiscent of last year's team, last season's team. It made perfect sense. Now, now that I think back on it, because coming off of that, that two overtime game, you say, okay, yeah, you know, a, a day later, like they should be, they should be kind of recovered, but they hadn't played that many minutes in forever, right? They'd only been limited to 20 some odd minutes here and there for the preseason games. Then all of a sudden they're playing 40 plus minutes in a double overtime, big game against a, a big physical team that they're still tired. They're still like getting out there and like, they're not like, of course they've slept twice. So they're not like groaning and rubbing their eyes and yawning tired, but like their bodies are sore. Your body, if, if you don't know, <laughs> playing basketball at that level is hard <laughs> and putting their bodies through that level of a game, a, t- a second over second overtime game, two overtime game. I don't care what kind of treatment you're getting for the first game of the season. If that's your first full NBA game, you get that against the Knicks. Like, yeah, no, a couple days later, they're going to be sore. They're still going to be sore, which means they're going to be a little slower. And against the Raptors. Yeah. The Raptors are going to be tough. I don't think the Raptors are going to win a ton of games this year. I don't know if they're going to even, I think there may be a play-in team, but they're going to try hard. They're going to work hard. They outworked the Celtics and the Celtics looked like a team that was reacting the same way they reacted in, in the, the COVID year. Jalen, especially. And now I, I fully give Jalen a pass on this because I think part of, partly, I don't, I don't, I don't know that he's fully over COVID yet. And coming back after 10 days off, 10 days, I don't care what he was doing at home. Come back after 10 days off and playing in that game that way. Yeah, that, that Toronto, I, I probably, if I thought it through properly, which is my own fault, I probably would have guessed that, you know what, I, I, I wouldn't bet on Jalen being very good in this game. So, yeah, it was embarrassing. But I think we saw in this game against the Rockets that there's a little bit of a bounce back. So 
I'm not going to kill the Celtics. If I had done a podcast on Friday night, I would have killed the Celtics a lot more for that game. Um, I thought, you know, Jalen was not great, obviously. Marcus Smart was, you know, 0 for 6 in that game. That was not great. Uh, Schroeder was not great. Aaron Neesmith, for some reason, is is not himself. I, I don't understand that at all. So I would have I would have been much more scathing after that game. Now after this game, maybe the win helps. I look back on it and I look at how the Celtics have performed in this game. I see, you know what? We really do have to understand that this is an extended, and and Ime Adoka even said it. I think after this game, this is kind of an extended preseason. It 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 just is. You. you He's running some really weird lineups out there, and I think partly out of necessity, obviously he didn't have Romeo and Jalen in this game. You run some weird lineups out there. It's, it's, that's how it's going to go. Um, we just have to wait for some of these lineups to shake out and find some consistency. Again, I don't know what's going on with Aaron Neesmith. He was 0-4 in this game against Houston and didn't look good. It just He looks like the game is playing at a speed that he doesn't recognize anymore. So I don't know what's going on with him. It's confusing. It's very confusing. Josh Richardson back down to earth a little bit after after coming out hot in the last one. Uh, one of five, he was meh in this. Um, I said Robert Williams was kind of a no-show. He was, he was okay. I mean, like, he was just there. He literally was just there. Marcus Smart's an interesting one because – he, again, didn't shoot well, one of five in this one, so he's not shooting well to start. Uh, but, look, five assists, three steals, six rebounds. He did other things. It was a plus 12. Uh, Marcus Smart is such an interesting one this year. And I think if I look back on what I've been saying about Smart and all the justifications I made for him as a starting point guard, and you watch how he's being used, he's basically still being used the same way as he was last year. Like, this whole the whole Marcus Smart as the point guard, he's he's not doing a ton differently, especially with Jalen's healthy. We we've seen Jalen bring the ball up, we've seen Tatum bring the ball up, we've seen Horford bring the ball up. Marcus is passing more. He has uh in each of the first two games, I didn't look at the tracking on this one, but according to the NBA tracking data, which you know, sometimes it's not particularly great, but it has him down as 12 potential assists in each of the first two games on top of his regular assists. 12 potential assists, which is a pass that could have gone for a basket. Either it was a turnover or a missed shot or, or a foul. But they could have been assists. And so the 12 is four more than he averaged last year. Last year he averaged eight potential assists. So he is... He is setting his guys up more, and he is, you can see him focusing on passing and setting his guys up. The five assists here was a team high tied with Schroeder. So I think that Smart is trying to do the things that a point guard is supposed to do when he has the ball, but we're also watching him spot up a lot. We're seeing Tatum initiate the offense. Now, he played with Schroeder in this one, and that's not going to be typical, but he is playing with Schroeder sometimes on the floor, and Schroeder's going to be the main ball handler in that case because he's a better ball handler. But if I can say anything about Smart so far in the first three games, it's that 
I don't, I don't see him being used all that differently. He's just mostly kind of standing in the corners. He's not the traditional point guard of a team because the Celtics are getting other guys to initiate the offense. So I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that's messing with him, if that's impacting his shot, if he was expecting something else, or maybe that role will evolve as the guys get together and play more. Again, this is kind of an experimental part of the season. So maybe, maybe as we get into December and January and, and moving forward, that we'll see more of smart as a traditional point guard, but he's not shooting well, but he's doing other things. And I think, I think that his role is kind of still being kind of figured out here. All right. The Celtics are in Charlotte on Tuesday night. So Another post-game podcast coming up after that. For those of you who are waiting for podcasts at a certain time, post-game podcasts generally come out later because I have to write my stories for Boston Sports Journal first, get those out, and then I do my podcast. So it's a little later. Timing's a little bit different. But I do appreciate you making this your first listen every day. And just it's going to be posted a little bit of a different time. So hopefully you can still make it your first listen. And uh, if not, as long as you listen. Uh, make your second listen to the Lockdown Fantasy Basketball Podcast with Josh Lloyd. He's got you hooked up. And uh, if you want to win your league, if you're in fantasy, you're going to want to you're going to want to listen to him. Hey, uh, I have a book signing coming up in December. I'll drop more details here at um, an unlikely story in Plainville, Massachusetts. It's coming up in December. If you're in that area or interested in buying the book and you want a signed copy in person, you can come by and check out me at an unlikely story in Plainville, Massachusetts uh, coming up. Uh, I'll have more details in the near future. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for subscribing. Uh, YouTube, we passed 3,000 subscribers. That's huge. Really appreciate that. And thanks for sharing. Tell all your friends, tell everybody that they should be listening to and watching the Locked On Celtics podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network.